Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers for the TV show mentioned in the title. You have been warned. What's the crack and welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this it's a three half series review. My name is Jason. I am Jordan. And I'm John. John Skywalker, according to your Zoom name. Yeah, I am John Skywalker. I am <laughs> the new one, the next one. And this week we are reviewing the season finale of the second season of The Mandalorian, chapter 16, called The Rescue. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. Uh, first things first, John, did you like this episode? Tentatively, yes. Oh, <laughs> I saw Jordan's eyes just get triggered. Um, Jordan, did you like this episode? Yee. Hang on, don't I normally ask? Oh, I don't care. And Jason, did you like this movie? Movie? Jason, and back did, this, this is why you don't do it. <laughs> you, I'm the one who never makes a mistake normally Because you pointed it out Now I'm going to make all the mistakes And make editing so much harder And Jason, did you like this episode? Yes, yes I did So Hang on, Jordan, are you wearing Spongebob socks? Yee the ones I'm wearing that I got mine with... as well Yee Okay, yee. For, for, for context John and I went to Primark together And we both bought Primarks, uh, Primark Spongebob socks Because <clears throat> Jordan's partner said wouldn't buy socks like those so you can't buy them and I had to stick up for my homie and I brought socks in solidarity he did a solid <laughs> for me <laughs> sock solidarity a bit offence that I wasn't included in this but anyway you didn't fine. live you didn't live up here that's fine yeah, you, you, you buckered off down, down to south. No, oh wait, it was no. up then okay, you moved to a direction that we can't mention because this is life don't want someone finding you, Jason. You buggered off to France. Yeah, France. This episode, there's been quite a lot of spoilers. Yes. You know, normally it's been quite good. I think because it's the finale, people are like, screw it. But at the yeah. same time, it's the finale. Don't say screw it. Exactly. This is the most important episode of the season. I threw my phone practically in work because I was just scrolling through um, social media in between training sessions like you do. I saw something that definitely looked like a spoiler because when I watched the episode, I saw that scene in the episode. So I was like, okay, you f- Yeah, it's so strange. It's normally been so good. Like IGN shared a spoiler and I'm like, it's just IGN showing that they're crap again. Yep. I mean, they always have been. They have their most. That's what I mean. They're short. They're, they're crap again. Yeah. Yeah. Call yeah. of Duty. 10 out of 10 every time. Freaking yeah. 6.5 because there's too much damn water in a remake. Mm-hmm. But um, I that's the thing. I specifically, for that reason, didn't go onto any form of social media today. Mm-hmm. I was so bored. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sat there like, man, is this what it used to be like for my parents? <laughs> See, I would have done that, like no social media, but in the breaks when you're doing really boring training stuff, you need something to restart your brain. You cannot just sit there for like five minutes, like, let me contemplate my work and training modules. 
I've been there, my guy. I've it's been there. It's painful. It's painful sometimes. So, John, did you watch this and work again? I watched it in my lunch break because that's probably the best time for me to concentrate. So mm. I had some nice food. So I was eating it and then joined the episode. What food did you have? I had a chicken katsu curry. Because oh. right next to my work is a little cafe run by a Japanese family. And it oh, is cool. so cool and so nice and cheap. So I was just there like, mm. That sounds nice. I love chicken katsu. Yeah. Let's, no, I'm going to get hungry. White. Let's, yeah. We're white. We are white. Um, <laughs> what, um, Jordan, what about you? You watched this with Judy again, I'm guessing? I watched this with Judy. Judy, Judy, did she Judy, like the episode? Judy loved the episode. Did she cry? She did cry. <laughs> I almost I almost cried as well. So I almost cried also. Yeah. Um, I had no notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sad. Man, but it was not the bad kind of sad. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Jason, um, did you watch this on your own or with your partner? <laughs> on my own. She oh, was... No. She was... What was she doing? I think she was doing work. I've noticed this with you. Whenever you do it together, you always watch it on your own. Yeah. And you think you have time to watch it. Well, the, the thing is, is she's just not interested in Star Wars. She's never seen Star Wars. She's, she just doesn't care. She's not into it at all. So it's fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have an update as well regarding Star Wars. Judy has began to watch The Clone Wars with me. Because of, do you know what it was? It was because of the Ahsoka episode. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, I love Ahsoka. Can we watch it? And I went, yes, but you're going to hate Ahsoka, Ahsoka at first because that's what Dave Filoni wanted. Yeah. She's a bit of a brat and then she got better. Then she got amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to give us the summary of this episode? Go on, Jordan. For the last time. Before I read it, though, this is, in my opinion, the worst summary of all of them. Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here it is. The Mandalorian and the child continue their journey through a dangerous galaxy. That, Rubbish. That's it's, awful. That has no inclusion of what actually happens. Or, or they included it for a reason to play with us. No, that's I, not a I bad, thought it was actually, a spoiler. That's not a bad point. Because I thought it was a spoiler and I was like, wow, that really spoiled it. And then when it got to the end, I was like, it wasn't a spoiler. They were playing with me. They were well, playing with my emotions. That's well, I read it point. more as mm. um, I read it as them trying to not spoil anything because it felt very much like the generic um, summary for the entire show. Yeah, like, yeah. The Mandalorian mm. and the child go around the galaxy, but I, I felt like it came across as dishonest. And this is something I have a problem with Disney about with their marketing. They very much use dishonest tactics, like in the um, MCU trailers, they edited them to make it look like certain characters were in different scenes or mm-hmm. scenes we're talking about. And I think it's disingenuous. And I think it sets people up with expectations that either if they get squashed and ruined, then they're, they're upset about it and it can damage the overall product. So I just think advertise better, don't show everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney. definitely. Yeah, you've like, done it before. You've done it with every episode so far. So why did you mess up on the last one? Shall we get into it? Let's get right into the news. Alrighty, so we started the episode, and I always have we look at the wee image 
kind of like the the cover photo for the episode and it was mm. just of that of that silver protocol droid that just doesn't do anything in you remember that silver protocol yeah. droid that was walking yeah, past it's, it's just in the shot it's just an image of that protocol droid so it gives you mm. nothing gives you which, nothing. which i actually thought was really good yeah to be honest because sometimes images can ruin but this was good i wanted to just say that i really loved that this episode doesn't open slow it opens on the action with things happening which was a really nice change of pace i found yeah. because yeah. i think the last two have opened on action but normally they kind of take their time to get into it so i kind of liked that it felt like this is an urgent mission here action has to be happening yeah, it's because it, it did feel like a little bit of time had passed. I didn't feel like it was taking up directly afterwards, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Um, which, with how the previous episode ended, we kind of wanted it just to pick up exactly where it left off, but I didn't re- fully feel like, no. you know, a few hours have passed. I know that's, you know, nitpicking, but yeah. um, it was really nice. However, in that opening with um, the dog fight between oh, Slave the, One and, and the Lambda shuttle. Yeah. The score. Did, were you guys listening to the score? I was gonna, mm-hmm. I was gonna leave oh. this. I was gonna leave this point to the end, but they really went hard on the music, and it's yeah. a treat. It's a treat throughout. Was it a mixture between Attack of the Clones music and the Mando thing? That's what I. I thought I heard that. I think I heard it. I would yeah. have to go back and have another couple listens. But it perfectly set the tone. This the music it said it energetic it sounded it frantic and it set it uh intergalactic good versus evil and i really like that that it clearly defined um baba fett as the good guy in this scenario which was really nice and um, with how it cut between i thought personally yeah i said oh damn for some reason i don't know why why did i say oh damn Oh, because whenever Cara Dune sh- shot that guy in the face, I was like, oh, Holy crap. Yeah. That, that entire exchange was so beautifully done. Yeah. I was going to gonna say this. Like, I really like the justification that they see them as terrorists. Yeah. Which is a, re- it's a really valid um, way of looking at the Republic and people like the Mandalorians, that they are terrorists to a certain degree. And I love that sort of justification. If you go into it in like a like a political level, the Imperials were the people in charge and the rebels were people fighting against them. But across the world, if you find um, people who are rebels who are fighting against the system, majority of the times they are called terrorists. But yeah. in their eyes, they are rebels. So, you know, you've got Al-Qaeda, ISIS, you've got the IRA. People all call them terrorists, but in their eyes, they're freedom fighters, rebels. And that's just how it is. I'm not comparing them to the good, but do you know what I mean? No, no, I, I wasn't trying to say anything like that. I was just trying to make that it was really nice that they didn't just go, we're the Empire and we're better than you. They went, mm-hmm. we see you as terrorists. You are ruining what we have and you deserve to die for that. I know his is- justification was sucked because he was all like, yeah, because you destroyed our death machine. There's loads of people who died on that because you destroyed our death machine. Our like death a million, like, well, over a million people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you shot yeah. a planet. But I get the justification. It's sort of yeah. I it do. reminded me of Nazi indoctrinate indoctrination, like uh, mm. where they go like, oh, but they killed so many Nazis, and it's like yeah, but they killed like four million Jews, was it? I might be slightly wrong in that fact, but, but I'm not a Six. history person. 
as it sits. Then, sorry, but it's really nice to see that they didn't just go with the stereotypical they are evil because of evil sake. They gave this guy um, a radicalized patriotism for a very short scene. He's clearly the bad guy and he's clearly evil, but it's showing radicalized patriotism at its worst. And it's, I thought that was a really subtle way of doing social commentary. In my opinion, it was fantastic. Because, he, yeah, like you said, he had his reasons to think what he thought. And the justification behind them is that's what he saw. As someone who was part of the Empire, all he saw was what the negative impact of the rebels were doing. But there was a nice uh, like back and forth when he went, you blew up the Death Star. I was on the Death Star. And she went, which one? With a slight <laughs> smirk on her face. And I was like, ooh, ooh. To be honest, I thought that guy was too young to be on the first Death Star to see Alderaan blow up. It wasn't that long ago. Was it not like 10 years? 10 years, but if you think you can join the Empire when you're 16. Okay. Okay, maybe it's right. Fair enough then. Because you've got to think, remember, in Rebels, Ezra, which we'll get on to later because that annoyed me. uh, (laughs) Ezra was 14, 15 at the start of the first season of Rebels and he uh, he was working for the Empire as a cadet. I suppose, yeah. That's a good point. Um, so that then after that, they seize the ship and mm-hmm. then they go to recruit some help on some planet that we don't know the name of. And we got to see a Mandalorian ship. Yes, bo ship. Which when I saw that, I was like, oh, they get the Mandalorians. But for people who don't, who would know that was a Mandalorian ship, they would still have no idea that it was. I just thought it was nice to see a Mandalorian ship properly because before we've only seen an animated and we've seen it in like the background of the um, sequel trilogies whenever ships came in like you'd see ghosts and stuff like mm-hmm. that but yeah i thought it was really cool um to see them and then we meet bogotan and we meet sasha banks again and sasha banks yay! i was gonna say i bet you were happy that she actually had a proper yeah and she fought boba fett holy hell so cool you know what i like boba fett obviously knows who bogotan is because he calls her princess throughout all of it which she is she's technically is a princess yep and she calls our uh, little one, the uh, Sasha Banks little one. And I just thought that was so good. Like, mm-hmm. it, that, that whole exchange was so tense for me because it was like, they were, they were cutting deep, like called him a clone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I've heard man. your voice plenty of times before. And I was like, I think this Cut episode deep. did one-to-one exchanges so well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think the conversations between people in this episode was beautifully done yeah i think who it was the the script was good yeah the only thing i thought was a bit odd was that the third mandalorian was missing i just thought that was a little odd yeah that that to me screamed and i i think i understand why they chose to remove the male mandalorian it was so that when uh all four women were walking through the ship it would be a badass woman moment Mm -hmm. which is fine but it could have just been nice to have an explanation like uh, they have a little map up and it's him just a little quick hologram of him signing off or something like as if he's on another mission i just thought it was a bit odd that they've been shown as a trio and then suddenly it's a duo no problem with it it's just a bit odd continuity wise for me yeah i'll give you that and then with that fight in sasha banks um she did a tornado ddt is that so one whenever, of the moves? Yeah, it's one of the wrestling moves. So whenever um, Sasha that was cool. has, that was really has Boba, nice. she mm-hmm. kind of 
has Boba in a in a front headlock, and then she kind of kicks off the wall and turns mm-hmm. around into a DDT. I was like, I really enjoyed that. I was going to say you you that's a little little bit for anyone that watches WWE. Well, the thing is, that's what always happens. Is like in one of the Fast and Furious movies, and I think the second one that Dwayne Johnson's in, The Rock, in the fight with Jason Statham, he gives him a rock bottom through a table. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I think that is sorry because he's in seven Fast Five. It might might be six actually because mm. it's Fast Five. He was first in, then Fast and Furious Six. Oh, I thought it was seven because Jason Statham returns in the. Uh, I don't know. You might be right. I don't, I, no, I don't know. See, we we are not Fast and Furious lauratorians. <laughs> no, um, but that's always good. I think Dwayne Johnson's probably done a Samoan job, um, a few times, and I think. When Roman Reigns was in Hobbs and Shaw, I think he did the Superman punch, which was one of his signature moves. So it's always nice just to you know, we shout out. I mean, I don't I haven't watched WWE in ages, so I can't remember Sasha's moves. I only know her submission move, bank statement. I don't know if she does too new to DDTs, but they're not exactly hard. Um, but anyway, yeah. Wrestling reference. Yes. And then we got an answer to one of our questions in the Jedi episode. Remember when they were fighting with lightsabers mm-hmm. uh, and Ahsoka was fighting uh, Mando and was fighting the woman that they were getting and she couldn't cut through the Beskar and we mm-hmm. were wondering and we said oh maybe because it was pure Beskar because they said that and it was confirmed in this episode mm-hmm. that it can't cut through pure Beskar which was nice. So I didn't realise this we're going to get to it but you know the person who appears? Yes. Mm-hmm. The stand-in is Sebastian Stan. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Oh, is that what people were on about? People, a lot of people have been rumoring him to play a young Luke. Yeah, I had. I didn't. I've not kept up with the rumors because I try and avoid all of them just in case. But yeah, spoiler alert. Obviously, uh, yeah. Luke's in this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that and why it makes this episode actually better. Yeah, kind of saves the latter half of this episode. The the the. the the deep fake on him is, is, is okay when he's not talking. It's better <laughs> than it has been in other films. It was better than Leia. And it's better on the wide shot. It's better mm-hmm. than it was on, um, oh, what's his name? He played Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, I don't know the actor's name. But... I only know the original Peter Cushing. Peter, Cu- yeah, Peter yeah, Cushing, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Peter oh. Cushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, Leia. Oh my God, those two were terrible. Even, even Leia of, in the last film. Of the last um, Disney trilogy, it was good. I didn't notice. I am. Mm. It wasn't good. They used the darkness to try and cover it up. Yeah, and it is awful. This is decent because they got someone that looks like him. The problem is they always look like um, action men dolls to me or Barbie dolls. Really plastic. Well, th- this 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 look um, didn't really move his upper lip. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. <laughs> I was and like, they oh, didn't this. and they didn't bother to colour the inside of his mouth. They just kept it as a black void, and it was so noticeably darker. I did not notice that. Did you not? It's watch it again. It's terrifying because it looks like one of those models in like Fallout when the model breaks and all my teeth come out. <laughs> Um, and then, and then after, so going back to, so after they recruit yes. the Mandalorians, they kind of go through their plan, and then we see the dark troopers again. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we <laughs> jump, before we jump, can we talk about? I need to talk about tone in that scene where they're discussing the plan and how 
for me, as someone who has never met Bo-Katan before these episodes, they did not do her any justice in making her out to be a good person. They really... No, no, but they made her seem to be the villain, the bad guy. They really played up the angle that she was going to portray the Mandalorian. She was going to be the bad guy. She was going to be a surprise villain. And I, it was in her actions, her dialogue, and actually the soundtrack became a lot darker and more ominous anytime she was in frame. And from listening to you both, it's like, she's not completely like that. So I was just like, I don't know what they were going for in this episode. So it, it gave me this tonal whiplash. Because I was like, okay, I'm on. She's coming to help the Mandalorian. She's going to be... And then she kind of instantly became, through all these visual and auditory cues, to me, oh, she's not. She's not going to be a good character. She's more leaning to villainy. It was like, oh, okay. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> but I didn't get that either. I got that she was doing things for her own benefit. So she was like, I'm not going to help you. Um, oh, you Moff Gideon, you're not going to find him. And when she found out, oh, you do find him. Okay, I can help you guys with her through my own means, which she'd done from the very beginning of The Mandalorian. And she's like, I'll help you, but you can help me first. That's what I got. Which is fine, but I've got none of the context of the other shows to cloud my judgment on known previous character. To be fair, I don't remember so I'm mostly go- going off the Mandalorian. But I I just personally found this, she was, like, I get people can do things for their own reason, and that's fine. I always understood that with her character, but for this, that just that scene, that's what I didn't understand. In her later scenes, I didn't get that from her. I didn't get anything. I got, just in that one scene, I just feel like they didn't get the tone right for her, personally. From the tone, for me, the tone was perfect for her, because in every aspect of Star Wars media, she is, I will do what I need to do for me and for Mandalore. No matter what it is, it's, I don't care what happens to anyone else as long as Mandalore is fine. And that's very fitting for her character. That's from my point of view of having this extra information and knowledge about her. In this episode, if I could remove that, I viewed, I I can remove, remove that knowledge and I view it as her, it's the same thing. She is a very selfish character and she only wants what's good for her. And she says, I'm, uh, I'm doing this, Moff Gideon's mine. You know, she's essentially setting up very early on that I'm only in it for the Darksaber and Moff Gideon and which Mandalore. Is, I don't care is, about the rest of you. Which is fine, which is completely fine. But I feel like they didn't convey that in the right tone because they're still, she's still doing it for a good reason, for Mandalore, for her people but they convey it like it's for an evil purpose in my mind because of how it's set up, how the sound, how it's visually shown, how she's got more shadow on her face as she looks up at the Mandalorian, almost like coming from a dark place. It all, to me, kind of gave me these chills of, oh no, she's going to do something terrible by the end of this episode. I mean, realistically, if you view it in the context of the whole episode, she kind of has to. So obviously... Later on, we we see the Mando and Gideon have a duel with the Darksaber and the Beskar staff. Mm-hmm. Mando beats him, and the next shot, we see Mando walking onto the bridge of the ship with the Darksaber in hand, on. Yeah. And then we see Bo-Katan's faces, like... Just drops. Right. 
and it is it and that whole thing of is she going to be evil gideon says why what has to happen next he knew it from the start and it's set up to that she but, has um, to fight you but i never got in that scene nothing in that scene conveyed that she was actually going to attack him without being an honorable duel so i didn't feel like she was going to backstab him or shoot him which is what that earlier scene set up for me that she was going to do something evil a duel isn't evil saying i need to win this off you and beating him in the duel isn't evil but stabbing him in the back or shooting him in the back would be but i never got that from that last scene that last scene it seemed like she was gonna she was upset and she was torn up about it but she wasn't gonna just if he wasn't gonna fight her for it properly she didn't want it she wanted it to win it because of what it meant not because oh he's just handed it to her or he's gone okay i'll let you beat me here you go she wants to win it honorably and fairly which so that's why i didn't get any of that in the last scene but in that earlier scene i got oh, okay she's going to do whatever she wants for it and she's going to be our villain and i'm using the term villain quite loosely because we're viewing this from the eyes of the mandalorian so anyone who goes against our mandalore is technically the bad guy so to speak um i've just a question for jordan because i'm i can't remember mm -hmm. but how did Bogotan get the dark saber from Sabine was it in a duel or was it from a because whenever she says you can't give it to her, I was like, did Sabine not give it? Sabine to her? did, and then Bogotan said no. Right, and then did they have a duel? I think, and then Sabine basically let her win. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I'm I think I think I'm trying to remember myself. Yeah, I'm currently watching at the moment, so I'll know in a few weeks. As am I. Yeah. I thought with this on, I was like, I'll catch up on, I'll redo Rebels. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. we're getting. Um, um, yeah, I just wanted to double check. Cause that's what, what was one of my issues. I was like, but mm -hmm. I, I thought Sabine, just give it to her. Anyway. Um, one thing I wanted to say about, because we talked about the score, and then mm -hmm. there was a very unusual bit of scoring for me, was whenever we saw the Dark Troopers again, was the Dark Troopers had dubstep for their music. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but I noticed it was weird. Nope, <laughs> I didn't notice this. I thought it was more EDM than dubstep, personally. Electric dance music, ironically. I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. We don't particularly care for the difference. It's just electronic. Yes. Yeah, there was more electronics in it because they're robots and droids. So I found that. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. I just, it was just so. It was a bit jarring. Yeah, it was, it was just do you random. Know what, do you know what I liked as well? They confirmed the. Obviously, Dark Troopers were confirmed anyway with this, but the Doctor confirmed the three different phases of the Dark Troopers, and that he said, "Oh, they're not people now; they're just yeah. they're just droids." Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I was like, "Ooh, that's nice. That's a, the mm. entire series of the Dark Troopers." Mm. Mm -hmm. And it caught someone like me up, so I was like, "Oh, so they've been doing experiments with these things," and I, I really like. Oh that. boy, yes. <laughs> And the thing is, is whenever whenever we got in, oh, the thing is, I'm just making a new point. What I'm talking about. <laughs> so going into the raid, so they mm -hmm. so they go when they, I think they kind of had a really nice idea to get in. I thought it was kind of cause a panic. So yeah. Um, it could do, so they all couldn't take you know quick thinking because it was like too late, and they're in, and then they sh shut up the place, and um, which was done. They were all like OP. It was really cool. One thing I do have to say before we go too far, the um, ship landing CGI wasn't very good. It didn't, it looked like a model. 
to me. It looked really toyish. But it's probably it was. Probably was. It if probably was. Because sometimes that's what they do. Yeah. Um, for for Star Wars, is they model. It felt more CGI than model for me personally, but oh, I one? could see how they do one when it's landing um it going down the hill and sit, the, hitting off the sides. The lambda then, crash landing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, because you said it was a toy at first, and then now you said CGI. So which one? We, we just said. Did, did we cut? He specifically fine. means, do you know when it's No, I know in? when. I know when. Okay. But what, he's, what I'm saying is, because he said it looked like a toy, and I was like, it probably was. And then he said, oh, no, I think it was uh, it was CGI. And I'm like, is it CGI or is it a toy? Oh, okay. I think it was CGI, personally. Cool. I was, just call, I was just calling you out, and it didn't work. So <laughs> yeah. Apologies. I think it was cgi but it could have been done by a toy but because of how it looked and how it acted from a practical standpoint i don't think you could get it to look like that practically it looked like it had been computer generated or at least after effect and it, it did look bad but after that everything went for me the cool. rule of cool applies it looked cool so i forgive it i didn't yeah I, I i didn't notice any jankiness with it no i didn't notice jankiness down. I noticed jank and I wasn't happy. Man, you noticed jank on the first episode saying it was too dark when it was not. It was. <laughs> That's your eyes. Your eyes are no, jank. My eyes are 2020, man. <laughs> you wear glasses. No, I don't. My eyesight got better. I had an eye test and they said, your eyesight is now 2020. You don't have to wear glasses. So I'm like, yeet, okay. Didn't even know that was possible. I don't think I don't it is. It is. Um, do you guys think? No, we don't think. Typically, no. <laughs> Whenever Mandalorian entered, do you think the the dark troopers went like went out like punks? Yeah. Oh, they. Was... But then they came back. But no, I I don't think at that moment I don't think they did because one got through. One got through firstly, and we saw how difficult Mando, like how badly he was be getting his ass punched into that wall. Yeah, that was cool. But we also knew they had to get rid of them for them to yeah. come back later. My only problem was they didn't put damage onto his helmet. But that's because it's pure rescue. Yes, pure. Yeah, but it, it kind of does. It kind of alleviates some of the tension that it wasn't even scuffed. Yeah, but what got me was the fact that his helmet was denting into the wall, and I was like, "Wow, okay." And that shows how good Beskar is. I mean, if it can stand up against a lightsaber, which is superheated plasma, yeah, it's gonna stand up to being shoved into a bloody wall. Yeah, but punching and scuffing helmets is cool, and I wanted the rule of cool, and it didn't kind of happen. No, the rule of cool did happen. No, he was being punched into a wall and was not doing any damage to his helmet. That's the rule of cool. Yeah, that's not rule of cool for me. Little scuff marks and him still being fine is cool for me. Not perfect, pristine. To be fair, I got worried for his wee head because as we saw last season, I got wee worried. No, not his head. Not again. (laughs) Yeah. So then they go through, and then we have, as you guys said, they have this really cool discussion with with Moff. I think that yeah. that discussion between Mando and Moff, for me, was probably not as good as it could have been, just because they had so many other cool one-on-one discussions. Mm-hmm. What do you it's, guys think? I'm going to compare it to a video game, and that video game is Fallout New Vegas. I love Fallout New Vegas. the Legion ending, uh, no, the NCO... The NCR ending, where you go up against Legius, uh, and you can talk him out of fighting. Through, and I got those vibes, and I was like, 
is this literally going to be a fallout ending where they've gone 100% speech? Is it? And, it, <laughs> and I was like, I actually really enjoyed it because it was more about ideals and talking, which is always cool. I think sometimes too much action for me can be a bit like, okay, but having these moments where they, they talk and act human, it really solidifies them as villains and good characters for me i enjoyed it but yeah. I think it was good and then and then we we had the fight and the fight was pretty good it was okay i've just i've just seen something wow they shoot someone who surrendered who did i, I had it in my comments i was like there was a guy surrendering in the back he had his hands up and they just shot him yeah well they're not exactly good people are they that's true who shot it? I don't remember. Anyway, no, I was just going to say the fight is okay. I think it's a. It felt like it was weak choreography for me. Like it felt very much like these two people aren't completely trained. It felt more. Sorry, that Muff Gideon wasn't as well trained in sword fighting as he could have been. I will, yeah, I will give you that. Because, because part of me would think it's Moff Gideon Kidding because you know he's an officer, he's a bit older. Mm. But then again, he did get the dark saber from Bogotan, and that would be done yeah. for combat. So he must have beat Bogotan. He's not a Mandalorian, so he doesn't subscribe to the same views of honor. So he could have just ex- like attacked. She could have got injured, and he could have just taken it. I don't think he subscribes to the same amount of honor as the Mandalorians do. Yeah, Even then, I think I feel like he should have been better than he was, just because he has been this main threat over the two seasons. I suppose he did hold his own a bit against, really. against a Mandalorian. I think his, honest to God, I think his biggest um, weapon is his intelligence and his knowledge, mm-hmm. and that shows when he lets the Mandalorian take the dark saber, and he is smiling when he walks in and he is smiling knowing what has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because even my, Bo-Katan says that he knows a lot. But my problem with that that argument is, yes, I think he's more intelligent than he is savvy, is you've got to remember the Mandalorian was holding back because the Mandalorian was trying deliberately not to kill him. Like, I think if the Mandalorian was genuinely trying to kill him, that fight would have lasted maybe one strike, which is why I think... It, Moff Gideon was a punk sort of and I think that weakened him. I don't want him to be the best sword fighter and the best uh, duelist in the galaxy but I think him to be competent enough to actually take on a Mandalorian trying to kill him would have been better than him being competent enough to kind of deal with a Mandalorian holding back and just trying to disarm him. I think for me part of part of the reason why I understand that he's not the greatest sword fighter, he's a Moff he has people to do this for him. That's mm-hmm. that's he's an officer. He he'll have death troopers. He has the dark troopers. He has storm troopers. You know he has all these people to do what he wants for him on his behalf. So it makes sense that he's not going to be as savvy with that sword. For him, it's more of a I think it's more of a victory token than an actual thing yeah. that he. I get you um, completely. I know, I do. It's more of a personal opinion, but I do feel like it made Moff Gideon seem a bit like a punk and a bit like. Um, he did seem less threatening. Yeah. And what was being portrayed, but I I agree with Jordan. Where 
it's more so it's not his skill in fighting it's more about how he can manipulate people and his intelligence mm-hmm. and that's more of his strength but if you were to put him in a one-on-one situation in a fight he's not going to do as well i think with the average person he could but not with a trained mandalorian from when they were a child yeah and a pretty good mandalorian at that and know. death watch which is some of the most brutally Brutal. trained people yeah. yeah, no, I, I get it. I completely get your stance and I completely understand that view, but I just think it lo- lowered his strength levels and it lowered my enjoyment. Like, I don't mind a villain being a bit overpowered just to make a threat more credible because he kind of, it's like they were building and building and building and then they missed the last step and he kind of fell a bit before he con- could continue on his journey of being evil. Well, I hope because he didn't die. No. So I hope that we see him in the future. I I was glad, but also a bit sad in this episode. So in this episode, I, as Jason will know, earlier in the season, we got the mention of Thrawn. Yeah. And on those droids that were there in that episode, they had the symbol of the Seventh Fleet, which is Thrawn's fleet oh. on the side of their heads. So yep. is Moth reporting to Thrawn? Thrawn. I reckon Moth will be reporting to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Remember, he's a Grand Admiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Ooh. Right. That's a nice. That's a good spot there. It's not. I can't take credit for it. I did see it on one of my Star Wars forums. Someone okay, credit, credit the, to the person. Credit to that person. So credit obviously, it's a booty game. <laughs> <laughs> but I was cautiously optimistic. I was like, ooh. Are they going to do a, a Star Destroyer reveal of the Chimera coming and getting them back so they have to escape? I was a bit like, mm-hmm. is that going to be how they have to run whilst getting the child instead of all of this? And I was like, ooh, maybe that was one of my theories. I was like, maybe that would be a good ending is they just have to run. But it didn't happen. I was okay with it happening. I think C3, we're going to get Mandalore. I think we're going to get a lot of Mandalore going on. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a big time skip. Can I, think I, them, can I ask yeah. a, a dumb question? Because yes. I haven't seen Are they doing season three? Yes. yes. And Okay, four. because I'm going to make this point now then, because it doesn't matter. Because I wasn't aware that they were doing a season three. I, at the end of this episode, literally went, if I don't see these characters again, I am very satisfied. I'm, I think I got that. I will, ag- I I will agree know. with you. It was a very satisfying ending. It tied everything up with a bow. No. The Mandalorian yeah. and Grogu have no. gone their separate ways. No one and the story felt like a nice, natural yeah. ending. No. That's what I thought. That's why I was like, it's a really nice no, it's not. bow to the series. It's Because then you could go and do Grogu's story as the next series. It felt like if the Mandalorian series continued through spin-offs, I'd be completely like, yeah, I'll watch all of these, but if they would like, no, the main Mandalorian story is done. He'll make cameos and other things, but his story that is important to the world and the law is done. I'd have been quite like, yeah, I'm quite content with that. I'm not. I want to. I want to add something. I'm sad that I've just that I thought of when watching the episode when uh, when Grogu is taken by Luke. This is five years after Return of the Jedi, so he's probably starting his school up. That's yeah, that's what we were saying. Together. That's what we were saying, weren't we? <laughs> Yeah, yeah we we said that episodes ago when mm-hmm. they went from the Ahsoka episode essentially. Yeah. yeah. However, I had a thought whilst watching this episode. His school is attacked by Kylo Ren. Don't do this to me. 
would that mean that Grogu, Grogu would be at the school when Kylo Ren kills every student of Luke's? And then and then he leaves them all to die again. Is that what you were saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does another younglings? <laughs> if Grogu well, died that, in that attack, right? That's what my thought was. I was like, did Grogu die by Kylo Ren because he would have been at the school? Because he still would have been young compared to. Yes, no, but maybe he did another Order sixty six and left. He was right, like, bye. But then again, that happened at the middle of the night. No one knew that was going to happen. Grogu knows, knows everything, though. That's true. Grogu yeah, but does. what if Grogu is dead? <laughs> he's not. We're going to see him next season. We're going to see him, and yeah, he's going to be like teenage he'll... Groot. And that's... <laughs> oh, no, please, no. Oh, here's another bit of information that I saw. So you know that Yoda speaks weirdly? Yes. yes. That's because he's 950 years old, right, when he dies? Yeah. So... That makes, to me, it would make sense that he would speak differently. He's lived 950 years and has heard all different forms of communication. Like the basic has changed in such a way that he would speak differently because he's hearing all these different versions of basic. Yeah. No, it's like if you got someone from the Middle Ages to come here or to mm-hmm. live through and speak our English now, they would sound very different to what we sound. God fell want to stab me. <laughs> that was that's something I saw and I yeah. really love that explanation of why he sounds like he does. Anyway, should we should we jump back a bit because we should jump back a bit because I jumped the episode forward. to talk about well, I, my next bit was just going to be Luke's entrance. We just see an X-Wing. Oh. And uh, I, actually, I pers- can, before you do that, can I just say that the pacing at this point starts to really suffer? Like it's, the, when Luke arrives? or Yeah, building up to Luke. It suddenly goes from being quite well-paced to suddenly slowing right the hell down. But that's, is that, that's, not, that's the point, isn't it? No, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was too slow. It felt like we're having a shot on this. And cut back to this shot, and now cut back to this shot, and now cut back to this, this shot. Nothing has happened, but we're going to just keep cutting between these shots to imply something so to, is happening. To, to add tension. That was to build the tension because the, the music was going. It didn't add any tension for me. Oh, for me. The second, yeah. the okay. second I saw the um, gloved hand, I was like, it's Luke. As soon as I saw the X-wing, it was Luke. Yeah, See, yeah I, but... I thought it was the you know the New Republic that we saw earlier. In the what season. were they gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I didn't because I saw it. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be someone's going to come and rescue him. But I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't want. The, I want. I kind of wanted them to fight their way out because once again, when Luke came, they did kind of go out like chumps. No, sorry. Because but, come on. when Luke arrived, they did an amazing parallel, a parallel to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, with Darth Vader's entry yes. of killing all the rebels. And I thought that was some great cinematic parallels. I'll give you that. Because yeah. it shows like father, like son in a way, which I thought was cool. It was because awesome. Because, like, the point of episode six is that Luke is like Anakin. He has mm-hmm. anger and darkness inside him. And I love that they used that to convey it through the visual medium. And that was, instead of just telling us, they showed us. And it pays off for fans, I thought. Yeah. To be honest, I really, I really wanted to be Ezra Bridger. 
be really honest. And then whenever I know the X wing, and I was like, it's fine. He just probably just got an X wing somewhere. He it's got fine. it. He borrowed it's it. Fine. He borrowed it. Um, and then when he came down, and then it was a green lightsaber. I was like, oh no! It's like, it's like no wait, Ezra had it. Ezra had it one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like trying to trying to hold on to my hope. And I saw the glove, and I was like, oh. Okay. The only reason it was because of the glove that made me know it was Luke. I was thinking, oh, it could be this character Ezra that they kept mentioning, like all <laughs> season. To be fair, I was like, he's only got one glove on, but it still could be. I haven't seen his face yet. <laughs> Mine was the lightsaber. I looked at the hilt. I looked yeah, at the lightsaber the handle, and I was, I paused it and went, that's sky, that's a Skywalker handle if I ever seen one. Has the yeah. knobbly bits at the bottom. That don't look like Ezra's. <laughs> Yeah, so I was disappointed. Oh, no, I loved it. I know, but I wanted Ezra. But no, but was it Luke... Mark Hamill doing the voice or was it Sebastian Mark Hamill did the voice. Yeah, because I was okay, going to no, say it was, it was really... <laughs> it was... If it was a impersonation, I was going to be like, that was really close. Really, really close. No, 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 it was Mark Hamill. But if it was Mark credits. Hamill, I was like, it was like, yes, I'm so happy. Speaker of the devil, he is just, he tweeted an hour ago, seen anything good on TV lately. I love him. He's my favourite. <laughs> Did you see all the promo pictures from like uh, Star Wars Eight, where like Adam Driver and um, oh, what's her name? Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, are walking around and they've got the hoods on and the glasses and they're turning away from the cameras. But Mark Hamill's with them, doing like finger guns and smiling, like full on <laughs> interaction. I love it. Mark Hamill's too good. He is a man, a myth, a legend. One thing I got confused about was how did Luke know that Grogu was there? Because I I only thought that the tracker was going to the temple that they were at. I think that linked them. It was a yeah. lift thing. Okay, I think so it was so a I, that I was he commute, He sent the signal out and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm a youngling that wants to learn the Force." Anyone That's out what there? I got by the way from. And then Luke was like, cool. "Ayo, I'm here, fam. I'll come get you wherever you are." Yeah, and it's a psychic Luke link of them made tracking. The most sense. Mm-hmm. Made yeah. the most sense. It would have had to be him. Ha- yeah, had to and be. we did call it. We did call it, but I wanted Ezra. Ezra's going to be next season, though. With Thrawn mentioned this season, that was a hint towards next, or it was a hint towards the Ahsoka show. And I think using Luke mm. was better for people like me as well, general fans, because I got happy because Mark Hamill is literally my "I love you, I want, I will watch anything you appear in" sort <laughs> of thing. <laughs> And because it was Luke, we also got another person to show up. R2. Yes. I was so That happy. interaction. I was so mm-hmm. happy. The, oh. It was kind of like Grogu you could understand R2. I thought that. I thought they were talking yeah. and communicating, which yeah. I thought He's was probably really met cool. him before. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> He's like, oh, hey. But can we talk about the true cutest moment of the episode? Oh, my God. Yes, please. No, Where, no, no, because I, I don't want to. Because He's gonna the be Mandalorian much. is holding Grogu, and Grogu lifts up his little hand and touches the mask, and he hesitates for a moment, but then he takes off the helmet, and Grogu just, oh, he looks at his face, his and he smiles. He almost looks like he's smiling as he touches his face, like... He's seen, oh, it was beautiful. And then in this, this got me. Again. Oh. And then he put him down and then he was hugging his leg and I was like, damn you, Grogu, just leave. Just go night. It was cute. My heart broke. This made Judy cry. Yeah, That's fair. Judy said this episode was some of the best Star Wars she had ever seen. Like it, it made her have the most emotional connection to anything in Star Wars or to anyone. 
which I 100% get. There is such emotion between these characters and they have such a bond that seeing them get separated like that breaks your heart. Mm. But I, I thought, what if this is the last time they see each other? And I was no, like, it won't be. I, I actually went, if this is the last time they see each other, I'm okay with this. I am. Honestly, I am as well. I think no. Because I don't want it to I, be. I wouldn't mind if season three didn't have Grogu in it till the last episode. Mm-hmm. I feel mm. like that would be okay. I'd no. be okay with that. No. I mean... Disagree. You're wrong. <laughs> I, um, no, I have, to, I have to agree with John. That was something that this episode did really well, and that was ending... I think that could have been the end of the show. I, I will say... I don't because of Bogotan. Right. Did she die? No. I don't think she did. I think she was just. It made, it look, it made it look like. It made it look like she died. I yeah. thought she was. Yeah. Because... No, because she got back up and shot, didn't she? I thought. Oh, it was no, I, don't, I don't think they draw attention to it then. I, will, I, will, I was a bit occupied with my tears. In that he, he, was, he was too busy dousing his tears. Yeah. Oh but yeah, you know, sorry for context. Moff Gideon grabs a blaster and shoots. Yes. Her and oh yeah, that's a point. Shoot shoots Bo-Katan, so and then, yeah, and then Mando slides in like stop. And then he's going to shoot himself, and then. <laughs> um, oh, oh I laughed at that. I laughed so hard. Yeah. And I she was a comedic joy in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. gun not working, and we hear a Star Wars square, a Star Wars square, a Star Wars swear word, which I wrote down. Son of a mud scuffler. I love Star Wars stories. They're so good because they're just so <laughs> creative and not swearing at like sweary yeah. in the slightest, like scruffy looking nerf herder. What, what, what's the oh, nerf herder is just iconic. What's the Rebels one? What's the Rebels one? Um, Carabas. Carabast. Yeah, I love that one. I love the casual discrimination in this episode. No, so there was casual discrimination in this episode, but I think, think it worked. No, between um, the Boba Fett and um, oh god, character names. Gone Sasha out. Banks. Sasha Banks. I can't remember a character name. Sorry, to, but the casual discrimination of you're a clone and oh yeah, that's yeah. always been a that's prevalent. Yeah, no, but I liked that. I liked it. I thought it really added. I just hadn't said it before, but I felt there was casual discrimination mm-hmm. between Empire and Rebels as uh, Republic as well. Because yeah. yeah. It's showing that, they, that their galaxy is very divided. Yep. I love it. Because it was, he, she was like, oh, they were just insulting him about being a clone. He's like, okay, princess. Okay, little one. I have, the, I have more experience than probably, actually, no, but Katan has more experience. No, she yeah. does. Oh, she does. Boba Fett got eaten by a pit. <laughs> no, no one can have more experience than him. Katan was with Death Watch at one point. Yeah, you say words. And, and, just and Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Yes, you, you definitely do. do. I do. It's the guy who has um, spider legs. Technically, oh, yes. I know. <laughs> I know. He gets cyber legs. And he's got little I'm actually legs. quite impressed with that. I know some I things. Thought, I thought you were going to make some BS like yeah. explanation of who he was. And nope. then you said that. I was so... No, because I always, as a kid, wanted the Darth Maul dual saber. Same. Because I wanted... All I wanted to do with it was be able to throw it and it gets stuck in things. <laughs> so one thing I wasn't, I was confused, not confused about, but was that we didn't get the graphic art at the at the credits. We didn't. Which I always enjoy and I was a bit sad that we didn't get it. 
but then we had a post-credit scene. Oh my god! Which is why they didn't announce their Boba Fett. Yes, and it was the smartest decision they've ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so, so basically, we go back to Jabba's palace, and we've got Bib Fortuna has gotten a bit, he's put on a few pints, and now he's, he's, going, he's turning Jabba. He's turning, yeah, he's turning Jabba. Jabba. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he was what Jabba, the Hut was. Before he became the big slug, so I no, thought he was in the he, process of becoming no. one. Uh, he is. Is he a Twi'lek? Hold on, I'll, I'll find the race. So I just saw him getting bigger and fatter, and I was like, oh, maybe he's in that evolution to becoming uh, hot. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is a Twi'lek. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. male Twi'lek. He has two. Okay. He has two of the. Um... Does he? I thought he had. Okay, no, no, stop paying attention. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically, um, Fennec. Fennec um, Boba, which it had really nice shots because it really drew homage to um, Luke's entrance. Yes, the shadow. Yeah, with the shadow and that one fallen. Yeah, I kind really liked Oof. it. But basically, they uh, is like, oh, Boba Fett, it's been ages since I've seen you. And, hey, bud. And then Boba just shoots him and then he yeah. becomes king of Tatooine. Basically, well, Jabba the Hutt was kind of like really high in the underworld. Boba Fett was his number one enforcer. Are you going to argue with Boba Fett? But he's yes. basically, basically, Jabba was kind of one of the kings of the underworld just mm-hmm. across the outer rim. So basically, Boba's, is he trying to rule the underworld now? I think he's trying to just rule Tatooine. Just Tatooine. We'll, we'll see in the series. In the book of Boba Fett. That I am so excited for. Yeah, that'll be good. And that's December next year. That's yes. going to be awesome. So well, that that will start if we get in season three next year of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. After it ends. Yeah, so we'll basically be going Mandalorian straight into Boba. And yeah, isn't yeah, Obi-Wan definitely. coming out next year as well? Yep. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so excited. Too much We're going to have to get Jordan to edit as well at this point. Yeah, if we're going to do those. I'll just cut out all the negative bits. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, you'll do the films and we'll do the TV shows because we oh, can be objective. <laughs> I can be. I just choose. No, you can't. Me. No, you can't. Okay. Anything else for this episode? Sorry, Force Crush. Sorry, I need yes. to mention this. Force Crush is something that gets so overlooked and it's one of my favourite bloody Force moves ever because in the animated series of Clone Wars, it's how um, General Grievous gets his... Um, breathing and coughing and it's always shown that it's a move that straddles the line between dark and the good side and it's Mace Windu Mm -hmm. who's the only one who was really shown to be able to use it so seeing Luke use it I was like hell yeah because Luke is Luke straddles that line he yeah Yeah. but you know when the blast doors open and there's smoke all around him that gave me Qui-Gon vibes of Phantom Menace do you know when the doors open they're surrounded Mm. by the poisonous gas yeah, 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 and I just saw the green lightsaber. I was like, that reminds me of Qui Gon and that poisonous gas. I just thought Luke yeah. in this episode was really well handled. And he was minus the, the really crappy plastic face, but mm. I, mean, I he... think that's technology of the time, though. Yeah, it's we're never they, gonna they, get it. They, perfect. they did the best, I think they did really well. Yeah, they um, did the best I've it was seen just, ever. For, for me, the only issue I had was the upper lip, it was the black void and the mouth movements for me, really. It was so. the close ups. All I'll say is it's better than Gemini Man. Oh, I don't even talk. And about it's Gemini better than Man. Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry, Henry Cavill. <laughs> there we go. That's what I was comparing. When I saw it, I was like, okay, it's going to have Uncanny Valley, Valley, but how much of it is it? Oh, not as much as I thought. No, it wasn't. It wasn't it was, horrible. 
No, it wasn't. Um, it was better. Than it was bad, but it wasn't done. terrible, and that's a good thing in my yeah. book with that and sort of do, technology. If you think about it like this, this is actually a TV series, right? So that's so the, good for a TV series. Yeah, but it's Disney, so I don't give them complete like, oh, it's a TV series because there is yeah, a okay. lot of money behind Disney. So you know what I do it's give Disney good. props for not keeping Grogu in the series. That is yeah, a cash grab. Yeah. That is a big money maker for everything for well, merchandise. I'm really worried that they're just going to suddenly skip to Grogu being older, so they can just shove him back in. And be like, I don't they, think they can. They, they, they can't because you know Yoda lived to be like 900. So if you were to bring Grogu back as he's older, Mandalorian would be dead. Right, Mando would be dead, and even if it was like for another five years, he'd still be a child. Yeah, yeah. So that's not me. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, it would be cool to follow Goku's journey, but mm-hmm. it, would, it won't happen. I'm not interested in. I reckon Grogu's we'll get a book anymore. I think Grogu's journey has been shown for now, and that's we don't yeah, need because we we haven't had anything in the future book wise, have we, Jordan? Um, we've only had really I past think, stuff, not future. No, I think stuff. we have. I think we've okay. had a couple future things. Okay. Are they um, keeping seven, eight, and nine part of the trilogy, or uh, as the series, or are they getting rid of them? Because I've heard very mixed things on. I think that, as far as I know, they're keeping it at the minute. Or if we I get Ezra seen... Bridger, Ezra Bridger will come back and just destroy. The Season three, movie. Ezra Bridger is going to come back. We'll also see Sabine. You have to, because what? Um, I want Timothy Oliphant to come in, back in Rebels. He's gone now. Um, yeah, John in gone. Rebels, Ezra Bridger. It doesn't get this power, but it comes across something that kind of allows the time travel. Yes. So but some it's, people it's were explained, that they were going to explain I'm really that. hoping that doesn't come into the show then. I do not like time travel because people do it messily. Look, this was done Marvel. really clearly. Yeah, Rebels was Marvel. done clearly. Sorry, Marvel really annoyed me with their time I, travel bullshit. Marvel, Marvel's is awful. Rebels is really clean because there's a really good explanation of it was everything. The Force moves in mystical ways. Not everyone knows the power of the Force. You could only access it through a certain point in, in a place, can't you? You can only access it through remember, that door remember, but yeah. on, in the cave in Lothal. Oh, right, okay. Spoilers. And that's the only place you could access it. But yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's people thought, theorized it's that they'll... It's just a very personal thing there. I just don't like time travel because a lot of the time... It's like Tenant. Tenant is. I've not got, seen it. I've I've seen it. It's got good things about it, but its time travel is not one of them. Yeah, that's fair. Time travel is just so tiny, why me? And I just tiny, wimey, wimey, by me. It's difficult to get right. It's yeah. wibbly wobbly, as David Tennant would say. So let's move into the summary. <laughs> It's time for a summary, it's time for a summary, it's time to summarise one final time. The goodbye and new beginning. But what is the beginning? The beginning of his training, the beginning of Boba Fett on Tatooine. I don't like that one. I, I like, it. like it. I don't like it. My, my, my only issue with this episode is was for the Mandalorian, I, I wasn't too sure where they were going to go with it. I don't know where to go in for season three. Yeah, that's why. The I only thing I think of is end. that he works with Bo-Katan and stuff, but then I, I did think that what she did, so I wasn't too sure where they were going. With it. I, I agree. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I didn't mean new beginnings for the Mandalorian specifically. I specifically meant Grogu. And I wrote that after I saw the end credit scene. But 
Jason, what is your score on the board? Um, I think my score is going to be a 92. Jordan, what is your score on the board? 99. I don't give a f I love this. <laughs> Judy wouldn't let me give it any less. <laughs> <laughs> and John, what about you? What's your score on the board? Oh dear. Don't do it. It is. I'm Don't sorry. It. It's a 72. Okay. That's right. awfully low for this. Yeah. Uh, it's not like camp. No. You gave this episode the highest score. That's so weird. Which one did I give the highest score? I don't remember. But you gave one quite a high score for the episode being kind of Oh, it was the I... Timothy Oliphant one. That one was Timothy good. Oliphant! Well, the first episode was good. But... Yeah, it wasn't sh- You've changed your tune. You've changed. Yeah, He's I watched nice. the rest of the series. I know why I've given it a 72. I think there's just, as someone who doesn't have a lot of knowledge on the outer side stuff, there's just some things in here that gave me eternal whiplash. And then I felt like it suddenly slowed down too much in parts. And I just felt, overall, it's not terrible, but it's, it, it's, it is a great, it's great, but it's not. Amazing. It's not terrific. Cool. It's not. Um, so thank you for your wrong score. Yeah, it's no, fine. it's completely wrong. incorrect. It's, it's fine. Wrong. However, it's fine. I'm the one who gives the right scores. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. Do you know why I gave it such a high score for me personally? Mm. Is that they could have done a million things with this episode. They could have left it on a cliffhanger going into season three. Yeah. They could have killed the child, which I was 100% nervous for. They couldn't. <laughs> no, they couldn't have. They... Not at any point would they have killed Grogu. They tried to twice. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't have gone through with it. Disney wouldn't have. There was no way in hell. But they could, they could have done a multitude of things. But I think what they did worked. As you said, John, it wrapped it up nicely for this storyline. Yeah. If they had left and it, it tied everything up, there wasn't. there's not really any loose ends other than... Bo-Katan and the ca- other characters. But after this, they can just go their separate ways, which we see with Boba and Fennec. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think my 72 gives it for the whole show as well. Really. Overall. We're not doing that. The whole story. We're not doing I that. I am. I've just done it. I mean, it's no, because stupidly we're doing... incorrect if that's the entire series is 72. Because we are going to be doing the series overview, which yes, will yes. be happening in a week's time which gives me more to edit over to Christmas because we all love me. You said to do it. it. No, because you'll just go, it's 72, it's okay. And that'll be the end. Nah, boy, I'm joking. The the issue with with it is it makes sense and I have to do it because it makes sense, but I don't want to. I want to, but I don't want to edit it. Oh, (laughs) it might. might... Should I actually give you the score of what this episode is then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good idea. The score is 87.6, recurring. I actually agree more with that score now I, I think don't. about it. I, yeah, don't. I, do. I, I think do. it should be in the 90s, to be honest. I definitely, I mid, I mid-90s, I think. No. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good no. season finale, even though I disagreed. And I don't want Grogu to be gone, and I want Grogu to stay away forever. I'm very excited for season, season three, though. I can't wait to do season three predictions on the next episode. Oh God! Yeah, we've got no, to do no, yeah. I mean, I predict. I that's don't know. So much. That's what we're going to climb a rainbow. I don't know. Anything can happen. They. That's that's what I like because they wrap this up with a neat bow. They haven't set a precedent for what's going to happen. 
Because, well, the thing is, this was a story. Well, we'll talk about it in the series. We're going to talk about it. I got to go. Um, catch that next week. Yeah, catch yeah. that soon. So, next week, maybe two weeks, find out. <laughs> I don't know. John, where can they find us on socials? They can find us on Facebook at Free Halves Make a Whole Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at Free Halves Pod. So, go follow us, go like our stuff so you can keep up to date with all we do. And Jordan, what else can they do for us? You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and we'll read it out. Also, you can send us a voice note on Anchor and we'll respond. And last but not least, if you'd like to suggest a film or a series, drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts, a voice note on Anchor or on any of our social medias. Jason, what can they do if they want to do that? They can also slide into your DMs, boy. Anyway, thank you guys for um, listening. Um, it's been a very good three months so far. We'll have one more episode before we break off for our wee break, which we'll talk about next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And may the force be with you.